0: This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I am Chad. And we are joined by a special guest here today, former WCW star and Ravens flock member, Lodi. Lodi, how you doing, brother? Hey, man, I am doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you guys so much for having me all tonight. I appreciate it. It's, been, it's a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. It's great to have you. Hey, before we get started, and I know uh, me and Chad were just talking about it a little bit, but uh, as we're recording, we just found out uh, a little while ago that uh, Jimmy Rave passed away. Yes, sir. And uh, I really, really hate to hear that. Uh, I was around Jimmy. uh here and there uh I only got to work with him in the ring one time um but he he was great to me and when he when when he came in the locker room he said man I I don't work this area much he said let me make you look good I thought wow you know and that that was at the time you know he was uh in TNA and and Ring of Honor and and I thought man that's that that's pretty cool yes sir and and seeing all the boys talk about it on
1: twitter today and put over so many different stories about you know what they thought of him it was it was good such a sad thing to hear but it's uh like i said he, he's well
2: liked in the wrestling community that's for sure oh yeah oh yeah did you ever get a chance to work with him i did not you did right chad i did a couple times yeah for georgia uh, down in yeah. georgia for some beach state wrestling and Man, just like Casey was saying, I can vouch to say he was a class act. He was always just wanting to – just to have fun, do different things. And, man, just uh, – it's sad to know, you know, because he, he was well-respected. And I know he helped a lot of guys out, man. So, it's really a, a sad story. But, you know, we definitely want to dedicate this show to him and, and, and mention him and pray for his family. So, but, um, man, once again, we appreciate you being on, Lodi. And uh, it's funny because I, I used to go to WCW as a kid. So, here I am as a- <laughs> but we we know each other now, which is amazing. You know, we've worked together and worked you know, in the ring with each other and um, just getting a chance to sit here and talk not only about a little bit of wrestling tonight, but knowing that we are brothers in Christ as well, which is the ultimate, you know, payoff to me. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So yeah, brother Casey, you want to, you got any start off questions, man? If not, I just want to kind of throw out there, like, you know, kind of, we've some of the folks listening heard your story before, know where you're from, but. Right. Just kind
1: of give us a little background, man, where you come from, Where you? how you started in pro wrestling and stuff. I got you, man. I uh, grew up in Ashford, North Carolina, uh, not really in town. We were out of town, but that was the closest town to a stoplight we could claim as ours. So, But as a kid, and my dad took me to watch wrestling. You know, you just said you uh, watched me at WCW, and my dad, once a month, thankfully, I tell everybody, he actually, not my college, but paid for my wrestling education through buying us a lot of tickets at the Greensboro Coliseum. And, and in, growing up in the mid-80s, I didn't know how wonderful I had it back then from a wrestling standpoint. I look back on that time with Mid-Atlantic NWA and I feel like that was one of the best times in wrestling. It was just something I enjoyed to watch. I was a big fan of it then. And went off to college and opened a personal training studio when I got out of college and had a guy stop by one day and wanted to ask me if I would sponsor a local wrestling show with my business and we hit it off, and he said, you know, maybe my trainer can help you learn to wrestle if you're interested. He needs to get in better shape. Maybe you guys can do a trade-out. And that turned out to be C.W. Anderson. And so I trained with him a couple nights a week and uh, had my first wrestling match two or three months into my short training and probably was absolutely horrible. Um, you know, I just we didn't know what we didn't know, but you look back at some of our old stuff when we first started, and the bad news is it all looked terrible. And it hurt really bad. So you're missing two strikes there. You know, it's not a good yeah. stuff, but from, from there, I ended up going to the power plant doing some indie shows at WCW and meeting Raven, who uh, ended up hiring me as a personal trainer, then his personal assistant. And then he helped get me to my job on TV where I wrestled with WCW for years before um, leaving there. And, you know, for the, for the last 20, uh, working on the independence, you know, through the South and different places I get to go to. So very blessed that at my age I can still go out and perform and people will still actually pay to see me wrestle, which is beyond belief for me that i will able to do it this long. But definitely had a blessed career. Dude, how How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I <laughs> know, I don't mind. <laughs> you look Man, very I'm 30. 30. <laughs> I, yeah.
2: I um, Halfway to 102. I turned 51 in December, uh, September of this year. Man, that's incredible because I, you know, um, Casey, jump in anytime you want. But, you know, I'm just you I always uh, comment on your physique pictures because it blows my mind. Like I'll be 40 in June and I, I just take pride in, you know, what all that stuff. But, man, it, it blows my mind to like just see how you keep yourself in great shape which yeah. is probably why you can still do this at, at 52 because you, you, you keep yourself in a ring shape. But dude, uh, I just, I just want to give you kudos to that because that's always, I'm very respectful.
1: You know, I like that. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah, as, as two meatheads, we we discussed this before, <laughs> you know, yeah. I know how hard you work and I, you know, you got a great physique. And that was one mm. thing that I always knew at WCW, my body got me my job mm. and my charisma, mm. uh, my charisma allowed me to, keep it for a while. You know, I wasn't the most technical wrestler and the best by far. I was never going to be that guy. And it's funny to have a wrestling school now and I teach kids to wrestle. Yes. But you know, you go back to that deal where I know my fans and the people that pay to see me. I don't think they want to see an out of shape Lodi and maybe the <laughs> <is>. I'm nothing but <laughs> narcissistic with my taking care of my body and want to make sure I always look good because Chad, you know the deal. So many of our friends have retired. I was on a show recently with two guys that will remain nameless. They wrestled in sweatpants and a t shirt. Uh, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm the same way. I tell my kids if I don't ever look the part, somebody yank me out of here and tell me to hang it up. So, yeah, yeah. just
2: call it quits, brother. No, for sure. (laughs) That's so great, man.
0: So, going back to uh, the beginning of your WCW career, where did the name Lodi come from and and the gimmick with the signs and everything? Right. So,
1: whenever I talk about my wrestling history and my past, there's no way I can give anybody an accurate description and leave Raven out. Because, to me, he helped me more one-on-one than anybody else in this business by far. And there's a funny story to the name and where it came up and actually how I got my job. Raven had been with WCW for six, eight months, almost a year. And he had hired me as his personal assistant not long after I got to Atlanta. And so he was upset that on the weekends when he was home, I was off doing indie shows trying to make it to WCW. And he wanted me around. He's like, man, I wish you were on the road with me. It's like 1145 on a Thursday night. And we're sitting we are sitting in the bar and I'm like, well, yeah, I would love that too. That'd be great. But you know, I don't have a job with WCW, so that doesn't work. And I kid you not, he picked up his phone, he calls Terry Taylor and he said, Is there any way I can put Brad Kane? That was my I was actually wrestling under my real name at the time down at the power plant. Can I put him in the flock on Monday at Nitro? Because Stevie Richards had just left. And so, you know, I'm hearing Raven's side of the conversation. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, my bad. Cool. Thanks. He hangs up and I Assumed it didn't go well. So instead of going to Nitro on Monday, he goes, hey, man, I forgot. This is a Thursday night at midnight now. We have a pay-per-view in Detroit on Sunday. We all fly out Saturday. So you need to get uh, yourself a ticket and fly with me to the pay-per-view on Sunday. And he looks at me again, midnight on Thursday night. He goes, eh, you don't really look like a star. We need to do something to change up your look. (laughs) I'm sitting here looking at me. I've got short, dark hair. And he said, you know what? We're going to make you Billy Idol dye your hair blonde, go buy a pair of leather pants, get some Harley boots, get the glove. get the chains, get the sneer, the whole nine yards. Again, got dark hair. We're flying out on Saturday morning. I've got like 36 hours to come up with this whole gimmick. And once I started on TV and got all the accoutrements that Raven had asked me to do and got my hair bleached, the WCW lawyers realized I had, there's a copyright on the name Idol by Billy Idol, of course, And if you're in conflict with more than like 75%, I think, of his look, um, you can't call yourself Idol. Uh. And so the WCW lawyers were like, you didn't copy 75%. I mean, you are the spitting image as far as what you wear is Billy Idol. And so Terry Taylor and I, a couple of guys were talking. I did not have a name on TV for the first couple of weeks. And we ended up coming up with Lodi, which is Idol spelled backwards. So (laughs) that's where that came from. And it stuck and it's been there um, but yeah, I go back to, I, I cannot thank Raven enough for not only getting my job, but teach me so much about wrestling along the way. And he went to bat for me at WCW when I got my first contract, which was a big deal for an indie wrestler getting your first contract at WCW. I'll never forget this. We're riding his convertible in Atlanta and I had my FedEx package with my with a contract in it and I handed it to him and he looked at it and they were offering me 75 grand a year for my first two years. He says, eh, you're not signing this. And he throws it in the back seat. <laughs> and just went for a convertible. And, and, and Chad, you know Raven, so you know there are all these oh, doors yes. and, and you can see going like, dude, what are you doing? I, I scramble in the back seat to grab my FedEx package before it flies out. And he said, dude, don't sign that. You're not you're worth more than that. I'm like, right I mean, I'm just I, you're gonna pay me seventy five grand a year to just wrestle. I love it. Yeah. He said he said, No, hang on a second. Pulls out the phone again, calls Eric Bischoff. Oh my gosh. And says, Eric, I need to talk to you. It's important. It's about Lodi's contract. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> And so I have no idea what he's going to do, but the next Monday at Nitro, J.J. Dillon walked up with a new FedEx pack, and he's like, hey, kid, here's your new contract. I hope you will like this one. And it was like 110, 125, and 130, or 155 for three years. So Raven got me a $50,000 raise. People are like, you know, why do you always talk about how great Raven is? Because he was great to me. (laughs) You
2: know, yeah. You know. yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I can vouch for Raven, man, because we did. You, you know, you, you and I did like the CW. What was it, CWA or something like that? I believe yes. in South Carolina, and you know all the stuff that Raven and I did with NWA Charlotte. And there was times I wanted to rip Raven's hair head off. You know, he'd drive me nuts. But when you got in the ring with him, he just. Man, he like his mind is brilliant. And you gotta think he's I mean, the, the dude's been doing it for years. So when it comes to like the small details or even character details, he's always on point and always one of those guys that even in NWA Charlotte would um, you know, just like work with me and then kind of teach me. And there were like I said, there's moments where I wanted to fight him, <laughs> but you know, he he would, man. You know what so me? I can vouch. Oh yeah, you, I've heard so stories about it. Oh. good stories you know him <laughs> just helping many guys out bro and it's really cool to to see because you know for me I have many guys in my career that's kind of helped you know, like pull me along uh Ken Anderson's one of them uh Edge helped me a lot in WWE and just yeah. you know I mean there's those guys that still want to give back and help out and it's cool to hear uh stuff like that bro
1: it's <laughs> hey Chris speaking of CW do you remember that night we're in the locker room and I think you had to wrestle Raven and you guys were starting to put your match together. And he looked over at you and goes, man, we're about the same size. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I just kind of like scratched
2: my head. I'm thinking same size. Me and my buddy Chemo at the time, David, who used to wrestle with me. He pulled me aside. He goes, he just said you guys are the same size. I went, yeah. Like, what do you mean? I was just dude, you're messing with me now. So, <laughs> Oh dude, there's so many funny stories about that guy.
1: Yeah. man, I that love was it. Great. The entire locker room was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what?
2: I'm like 275 at the time, I think. I just got out of the Marine Corps, so I'm a big power lifter. So, I don't know. Maybe we were about the same size. <laughs> <laughs> Not by wrestling but, standards. No way. So, no, no, no way. I'll no never way. forget that. That was great. Well, listen, man, we – we you know, wrestling for the faith, we, a lot, we talk about Jesus all the time. And it's big, you know, big to us is our faith and just sharing the gospel. Um, love to hear your wrestling career. You kind of give us a, a you know – kind of a nutshell of what, how you got started, those who helped you out, but really like Casey and I was curious. Cause I haven't really heard many um, podcasts where, I mean, you talk about your faith, but I would like to really dive in and let you kind of talk to us about, okay, as a kid growing up, were you in church, et cetera? When did you get saved? how did
1: you become, you know, how did you know, get to know the Lord? I should say. Gotcha, man. You know, I, I've been blessed enough since 2011, 2012, I started doing some speaking at churches and youth groups and different businesses and things. And so I always talk about, you know, give them at least a background on my testimony and history. My mom had an open door policy with church. If the church doors were open when I was a kid, we were there. (laughs) Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Bible study, Saturday night potluck dinner, whatever was going on, we were always in church. And I really had my mom and my dad to thank for instilling that faith in me at a young age. And you know, always follow Jesus, love Jesus, the whole nine yards. Until went off to college and and wasn't as strong in my faith as I should have been. And there was a couple of points where I got better, but then once I started with WCW, I this is sad and embarrassing to talk about. But I got as far away from Christ as I could, and I, I wasn't thinking in my head. I'm trying to run from Jesus, but that's what I was doing. And I knew some of the things I was doing wrong with the substance abuse and different things, and I truly was probably at a point in my life at that point when everybody thought I was successful and doing this and on TV and whatever, I was probably the most miserable i would ever been, you know, because I did not have a walk with the Lord at that point, you know, at all. And I think there was a point when I was younger that even talking about the Bible or Jesus or God or his love was such a taboo thing in the locker room. Nobody brought it up. And you know, Chad, you being in the Carolinas and us getting to do a lot of shows together, it wasn't until I'd say the last ten or twelve years it's become um, more prevalent with some of the guys. And like, and Chad, you've always done such a good job of putting your faith out there and, and being strong with it, and not being ashamed and fe- and fearless to share the gospel. And it's been so cool that some of the things I've seen change in some locker rooms. You know, I don't go around telling people they shouldn't cuss or they shouldn't swear or whatever but it's funny a lot of times with Scotty Matthews my tag team partner and I I'm team fearless would we'll be in a locker room and maybe there's some locker with some other guys and you hear somebody say something they probably shouldn't and somebody would like hey Lodi's in here and the guy's like, sorry for cussing Lodi, you know? So to see that the locker room can change at least to that point where they're cognizant of me being there. And that's something I have a bit of an issue with. And so that's pretty cool, you know, and like Chad with you and Caprice Coleman and Scotty Matthews and some of the guys from the Carolinas that have all worked together and done a good job of maintaining their faith. And like I said, once I came back to the Lord, I I know he kept me here for a reason. And I really do believe that it was to help younger kids and guys coming along to avoid some of those pitfalls and, and mistakes I made with drugs, substances, and all kinds of other issues. Yeah, that's good, and, and Casey too, man. He does he does a
2: great job of sharing the gospel. His story, his testimony is amazing, bro. But that's something him and I we, we talk about doing once uh, I can start doing some independent shows moving into 2022 and whatnot. Yeah. It just uh, you know you let you dude, you're you're one of those guys, and it's it's happened to me before, even in in, in WWE. We're letting your light shine. You don't have to go in and start slamming the Bible down and say, "Hey, don't cuss or don't do that." But your light's shining, bro, and and it's shining in a uh, you know not as dark of an industry as it used to be. But we have this opportunity, like Casey and I talk about, to share the gospel with how we live our life. They see the change in us because Casey will tell you his story: used to drink, used to party. Me, same thing: used to be addicted to pills and all this other nonsense. And dude, it's just really allowing Christ to shine through us. They knew where our foundation is. And and right. you're the same way, dude. You're not uh, every morning. I can guarantee you I'm going to get a loading notification on my Twitter as a Bible verse. And I love it, bro. I love it because we are sharing yeah. our faith. Casey does the same thing. We share this podcast. We speak, we share the gospel and love. And that's really what it's about, bro. Like in Scotty, you mentioned Scotty. Uh, he's yeah. one of those in 2012 when I was going through a rough time, um, with pill addiction and other things in my life, that I could reach out to Scotty, like, bro, I need prayer, I need something, and he would, man, he would, uh, he would pour into me, and I thank him for that because he, his background was rocky and rough too. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. So I love it. I love being able to take what we grew up as kids. You grew up being taken to wrestling events. My dad took me to wrestling events. Casey right. grew up watching wrestling and taking this love that we have as children that the Lord allowed us to do giving us this platform and now we can intertwine and mix it. And it's crazy because back in the, like you said, in, it, it used to not be that you couldn't be that bold or you'd get blackballed probably. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm glad to see that change. And I think it will probably even become more prevalent because I think guys are, you know, in a lot of ways, those that are lost. And you talked about, you know, not beating somebody up with a Bible and, one of my favorite terms, I know both you guys know this, but it's always better to show and not shove. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got to love mm-hmm. on people to let them know how much we care. You know, God calls for us to love our neighbors ourselves. He didn't put any strings attached to that. Oh, if your neighbor's a jerk, you don't have to love him. <laughs> We're called to love our neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. No matter how bad or good they are, because he loves and forgives us. We, I, you know, I tell people one of the things about getting up so early in the morning to open the gym. I sin more before six a.m. than most people sin all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a jump start <laughs> on everybody, you know. Yeah. And so, but again, you know, his mercies are new every day, and he always forgives us, and it's a good thing because I'm human and I make a lot of mistakes, brother. Amen to that. Amen <laughs> to that.
0: You know, I have found a lot, of, like y'all are talking about. You don't have to go and beat people over the head with the Bible or like you was mentioning Lodi, you, you don't have to go in the locker room and yell and say, hey, don't cuss around me. I, I've known Christians who were like that and and they're like, you know I'm a preacher, I'm a Christian, I don't want to hear that. don't be and I understand where they're coming from, but somebody who's lost, they don't they don't they don't get that. All they see is some oh that's a judgmental hypocritical Christian right there. I have found that just by letting the light shine that I've had so many guys and girls come to me in the locker room and just sit down beside me and be like, okay, so uh, I I was thinking about this. And then they'll spit something out, something to do with God or something to do with a Bible verse that they don't understand. And it just strikes up the conversation. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I never have to start the conversation. That's yeah, that's great. And, and again, like you know, Chad was saying, you you were
1: too, is obviously people see you carry yourself a little different than other people, mm-hmm. and sometimes that you know that will come through. I Had an interesting thing happen several years ago. I was going into Walhalla High School down in South Carolina to speak to the juniors and seniors, and then the freshmen and sophomores. We had a wrestling match coming up in a week there. The principal knew my deal. He knew what I did. And the night before I was to speak, and I've never had this happen before, I got a note from the promoter that was bringing me in. He said, the principal wanted me to tell you that you can't say the word Jesus tomorrow. Wow. Hmm. (laughs) It it threw me off because, you know, as a speaker, you have your certain go-to lines and things that you will, you know, use over and over because it's good stuff. And in my mind, I was stressed. I'm like, I don't want to go in there and get us kicked out of the school because I said the word Jesus. I'm like, man, I called a couple of my biblical friends and even Caprice Coleman's like, man, as soon as you open your mouth, Lodi, they're going to know the difference in you and somebody who's lost. They're going to hear that. And you can get by without saying Jesus. I, I feel like you can handle it. And so the promoter calls me the next morning. He said, hey, I got an idea. When you come out with your signs, put a Bible verse on there and that'll kind of cover it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And I'm I'm not quite halfway there. And he calls me back. He said, I ran the idea by the principal. Yeah, no Bible verses either. You can't do uh. And I'm like, it's a big school. I'm, I've got like, you know, 1,500, 2,000 kids, and they've got a huge auditorium. It's a brand new school. And I walk out on stage. And in my mind, I don't want to say Jesus. I don't want to do something I've been asked not to, but I also want to convey his love to these people. And juniors and seniors sitting in their seats, and they were kind of, some of them on their phone. And, and Chad, you brought up my daily Bible verse that I've been doing since mm-hmm. 2013, 2014 or so. And it's always fun to hear somebody say they, they read that and it, it meant something to them. So that's great. I look at these kids and one of my things I do in a speaking engagements, I always have a question and answer session at the end. And I looked out there and I said, guys, we've got a lot of people here. I'm not going to have time to do a question and answer session at the end. But if all of you will go to my social media right now and send me a question or send me a note and... I had no idea I was going to say that. That was, you know, the Holy Spirit, like, here's how we're going to get to these kids and let them know you're a Christian. <laughs> and it was so funny. I looked off the side behind the curtain, and the promoter that brought me in was sitting there, and he was like, you know, thumbs up. he's like, where did you come up with that? I'm like, that's a good Lord. I had nothing yeah. to do with, you know. So, it's yeah, good, you know, good. there's, means there's to... ways around. We, we, you know, we've got parameters or something in place. We can work around it. We just got to pray and let him help us.
2: We do. Yeah. And the good thing about social media, I mean, you you can always put that plug out there. You might not be able to take Christ. Well, I ain't going to say take him. You can't take him to a school because you can take him into a school, but you can't say it in the school. But once they follow your social media, I've had many people who uh, I would speak with when I used to do stuff with Mark Merrow, you know, in schools where he couldn't mention Christ. But then they would follow us on social media and they would Instagram us or message us or whatever and go, Hey, I didn't know you were a believer, blah, blah, blah. it started to open up a conversation. So dude, there's so many different ways. That's it's great because it's just like anytime you get, you, you, you go prepare for a sermon, you're going to speak to somebody, you can share your testimony, but the Holy Spirit will put on your heart about, he need you to say one certain thing to maybe one certain person. That's just, dude, that's the unbelievable power of the Lord, you know? And I love absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> So I just got a, yeah, a couple more questions. Casey may have a few more to throw at you. My big question for me is what does Lodi do to start his day off? So for me, it's 5, 5.30 in the morning. I'm, I'm doing a devotional or whatever. What yes, do you sir. do to make sure that you start the day off grounded in the Lord?
1: Great question. And I'm a creature of habit. And so my first client at the gym every day is either at 5 or 5.30. So I'm getting up around 3.45, 4 o'clock. And I start my day off with prayer. You know, I just, that, that helps me get my day started. So that's always a given. Most of the time before you can get out of bed, it may be a short one, but I thank mm-hmm. God for waking me up and I know he's going to be there through the rest of the day. The next thing I try to get done is my Bible reading for the morning. And then the, day, the daily Bible mm-hmm. verse that you brought up, Chad, is I picked something out of what I read that day, you know, meant something to me or just something that I laid on my heart that I think somebody else could use. And so I put that out there and, you know, grab me a shake and it's out the door around 4.30, 4.45 and off to the gym. Um, so that, that's my typical morning. The only day I don't do a daily Bible verse is Sunday. Scotty had a great idea back in 2013. He said, let's have a no social media Sunday policy where we just spend that day and focus on the Lord. It's his day, you know? And, and so Scotty's like, I think that's a distraction for us. And anything we don't look at or comment on or reply to, it's going to be waiting on us on Monday morning. Yep. So that, that is something that, that's the one day of the week. I don't post a Bible verse, but again, you know, whenever you have people walk up to you and I know Chad with the videos you do of Bible verse and stuff, I I know you have people. Thank you for that. Um, it is just always nice to hear people who say that's how they start their day is by reading the Bible verse and, and your explanation. So that's the start of my day every day. Right that's on, good. brother. Right I, think on.
0: I, I think I might steal the uh, no social media Sunday thing. That really sounds good. <laughs> and I telling you
1: something? It became early on, it amazed me at how much freer and freedom I felt I had on Sundays. And again, Scotty and I did it to, to focus on the Lord, but from midnight on Saturday till midnight Sunday night, I don't open my social media. It's not, I don't, it's not that I don't post. I just don't even look at it. I, I, I look at my emails and, you know, the, my, I have some client stuff. But other than that, I just avoid it and focus on something higher. And it has been one of the best decisions i ever made in my life as far as a way to make sure I'm not getting bogged down with busy stuff and, yeah. and not keeping God first. Praise yeah. God, man. Well, yeah. Well, dude, listen, uh,
2: we won't take much more of your time. I know we, we get cut short sometime here on the, uh, the zoom calls and stuff like that record this, but I, I would love to leave the fans out there listening with, um, give us 60 seconds of something you would say to, to man, woman, anybody listening that is battling, struggling in the relationship with the Lord, man, you just talked about what you do, how you start your day off. It's daily yeah. habit, daily relationship building with the Lord.
1: What's some good advice for somebody out there? I, th- I think a lot of people, if they've gotten away from the Bible or were never very close to the Christian walk, have a hard time grasping how important love is in the New Testament. You know, Jesus, you know, showing us his love for us by coming and sacrificing for living a perfect life to die on a cross. And that's love. I mean, how do you how do you top that? And so, again, we're called to love others without any prerequisites. And so I think love is one thing that some people miss out on how important that is. But I also feel like sometimes people might get a little jaded and get away from believing that with Jesus, nothing's impossible, you know? And so whether you're battling an addiction or, you know, a, an ugly marriage or a strange child, or whatever the case may be, somebody you're separated from, you can always go to God and open up that Bible, and get down on your hands and knees and pray. And it's one of the best things you can do for you, your family and everybody that loves you. Amen. Amen, brother.
2: Amen. It is. It is about waking up in the morning and, and knowing that the Lord's sitting in that room with you going, hey, let's talk. Let's yeah. just walk off and go about your day. Let's talk. It doesn't matter what's on your heart. And Casey and I've spoken about this many times. Just pour and pour your heart out to the Lord, man. It's great, great stuff.
0: Hey, you mentioned uh you mentioned that you uh were running your school. Uh tell people a little bit about that, where they could find it, how they can contact you if they're in the area. All about social media, uh loading the
1: number one Brad. It's on Instagram. I'm uh, Brad Lodi Kane on Facebook. But, no, we have a wrestling school. I trained and worked with Dusty Rhodes uh, students down in Atlanta when I worked for Turnbuckle (laughs) Championship Wrestling after he had left WCW, and I realized I really enjoy teaching what we do in in the gym, I mean, in the ring, and so in the gym. So I always wanted to open a wrestling school. And Scotty Matthews, I talked about not only do I try to help them obviously learn how to wrestle and become a better wrestler, but also try to focus on making them better men and hopefully making them better Christians. And if they're not hopefully inspiring them to want to ask me some questions about why I've got this or why I do it this way. And so, you know, it's more than just throwing them out there and teach them how to wrestle. So we have wrestling practice on Tuesday and Thursday at 6 PM for all beginners, intermediate, advanced guys. And we have a great group of kids and we're located in Matthews, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. And if you want to shoot me up, a message or email on yourflexappeal.com. That's the name of my gym, Your Flex Appeal. And so you can go there and get some more information on the the Team Fearless Training Academy. Right on, man. Right on. Well, you
2: got any uh, local shows coming up that you want to plug before we, we, we call it a night? I've got
1: one left this year. And this December 18th, I'm working up in Flat Rock, North Carolina for, I think it's Uprise Pro, and I'm wrestling the former... Uh, Impact Star Congo Khan. Do you know him, Chad? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I know well of him. I haven't met him. Okay. Um, I've never, I've never met him either. We're, <laughs> we're together Saturday, so Saturday night will be my last match of the year. And after coming off of COVID, March of last year till December, I, I had four shows. Oh, wow. And there are a lot of there's a lot of weekends I do three or four shows. And so last year, COVID kicked me in the teeth. But the South opening back up this year, you know, April and May, I had ten shows each month. So in a matter of Two months, I did 20 matches. That was more than I did when I was on TV almost. And I I told my kids, I'm like, hey, in my age, I'm I'm thankful. Good Lord's taking care of me and getting me booked. But I got to back off. That's a little bit much for this old body. Amen, brother. Praise God. It's back in the, back in the mix, though, man. We're, listen, Lodi, we appreciate your
2: time tonight, dude. We appreciate your heart, and, uh, what you've done for the business, what you continue to do, but also what you do for the kingdom, man. That's ultimately where our heart lies. and We, we, we do appreciate your time, and it's just uh, good to chat. It's, it's good to know we're brothers in Christ, man. Absolutely. Great to
1: catch up. And if you guys ever need a guest in the future, if somebody fill in for somebody, by all means, give me a text, call, smoke, signal. I'd love to do it. You know it, brother. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to share this. Let everybody know about it. And if uh, you have any questions, thoughts, comments, or prayer requests, email us, wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. And I am at Real Casey cage on all social media. And I am at CWLL underscore Gunner. We'll get that right this time. <laughs> all right, guys. God bless and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Cage. Follow Chad Lael on Twitter at CWLael underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.